Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. So many of us feel like we need to be healed, that we're broken, and that somehow there's something damaged and fundamentally wrong with us. We want to go back to a time when we were happy, healthy, and energetic. But is there a fundamental disconnect in the journey of healing that often actually keeps us from moving forward into an even better version of ourselves? Today we have a moving discussion of a key distinction that's a total game changer, helping us shift from being stuck with only some small, hard-earned gain to an experience of acceleration, expansion, and spiritual awakening. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration accompanying this episode is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. Today, in Mastering a World Through Frequencies, we're discussing healing versus growth. Do you need fixing? This is an interesting title, mm -hmm. and I think it could be uh, a title that could trigger a few people mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people make a business out of people being broken mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> or needing to be fixed. Yes. And so with the title, do you, do you need fixing? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. So um, there's a very prevalent idea, thought, belief in a lot of guru mentality and a lot of like old spirituality that's very prevalent that you are wounded, broken, and need to be fixed. You need to be saved. You need to be healed because inherently there's something wrong with you. That's why your life is the way it is. There's something wrong with you. You're broken. So the, the focus is because of that underlying assumption, right? There's a lot of like predatoriness, really, right? Like, yes, you need to be saved, you need to be healed, you need to be, be fixed in some way, something around this. And a lot of it is framed within healing, right? Like somehow you're broken. And, um, you know, I'm not, and by the way, I'm not suggesting that people don't have physical health issues because they do. And so, you know, you could be watching this being like, well, what are you talking about? I do need to be healed because my physical body has broken down. I understand that, but with this... Um, focus on the needing to be healed instead of growth or moving, using what's happening in front of you now to move forward. You stay in this pattern of I am less than, I am not enough, I'm a victim, I'm disempowered. Because healing to me means that you're returning to a state that you formerly were in. Okay, that you remember as really, I don't know what, like where you were able, you were energetic, you were uh, well, you were vital and strong. Like there's this idea that that's the way it used to be. And healing often means that you're returning to that state that you were in. It's a past time 
You're not in the present moment. So what happens is in the present moment, you're resisting constantly the state that you're in because you're like, I'm trying to get back to this past time. I need to get back to this past time. I need to get back to this past time. So you're actually pulling yourself into this time loop. And I'm not, please know that I'm not belittling it because it's painful when you're in physical pain and suffering. Of course, you reference a time that you know of where you feel well, right? Because you're in this horrible suffering. But my point is when you do that and you're always looking to healing to go back to that point in time, you're immediately pulling yourself out of the present moment and into that time loop towards the past. There's no momentum into the future where you're like, okay, I understand what's happening to me now. It freaking sucks. It totally sucks. And I'm going to be with that man. It sucks, you know, and to experience what you need to experience and also to have this higher level perspective of like, okay, this is happening for me right now. What can I learn from this? What am I meant to grow from? Like, you know, how am I meant to grow from this? What is this exposing me to in terms of information, people, wisdom, introspection, personal growth, whatever it is that I wouldn't have had without this? Okay, so I'm not saying it's easy. It sucks. And it also is providing something that can bring you into a much better future. But you're always resisting it because you're trying to go back to a time that was. You don't get, you don't reap the harvest of what it is that's happening now and moving you into the growth of the future. Yep. I'm hearing all of that. And in the back of my mind, I'm also hearing people saying, yeah, but I was raped. I was abused. Mm -hmm. I had alcoholic parents, drug addict parents. I am broken emotionally. Mm -hmm. I do need healing. Mm -hmm. I do need fixing. Mm -hmm. What do we say to those people? Yeah. So I understand that, okay, so this is the difference between the perspective of the little S self, okay, the self associated with the ego mind, mm -hmm. and you as the big S self, the you that's infinite indestructible consciousness that has a higher perspective, okay, of you and like all of your lifetimes. Mm -hmm. So um, please know that for all those people, and for example, people who have sick children or whatever it is, you know, or children who've died, I mean, it's extraordinarily painful. And I mean, I can't even imagine it, but my point is it's, um, it's not to belittle the pain because you have it and it, you did experience it. And if you get caught only in that little S perspective where that memory starts to take over your whole life and you define yourself on that past, okay? And I'm not saying it was easy, and I'm not saying there wasn't ripple effects from it. What I'm saying is what that does is it disempowers you in the moment because you right now in this particular moment are whatever you are in this moment. And you have the power in this moment to be like, okay, what can I introspect on? How am I in relation to how I was before in this moment? What can I connect to that's of a higher order? What have I grown from? How much have I learned since then? How empowered am I? Can I release that memory of that person who abused me because they are not abusing me now? Because, you know, I work with a lot of people who were abused when they were children. And that person no longer is in their life. They've passed on, whatever, right? They're just no longer there. And it's really wonderful to have people internally strengthen and rise in their vibration and rise in their frequency resonance. And they do an act of power, which is, I no longer want to give them power because I keep referencing a time where this happened. 
I choose in this moment to let it go because I don't want to keep giving them my power now for something that happened then. It's like they abused me then. I'm not going to give them that me now. You know, I'm just, I refuse. And it's really wonderful to watch people do that, you know, to step into like, no, this is my authority. This is me now. It stops. It stops now, you know. And so there's all these kinds of lessons that can happen as we go through the journey of whatever it is that you're doing in your journey of self-discovery and growth as you learn from whatever happened. And I'm not saying whatever happened wasn't painful because it was. And all of us have experienced suffering to some degree, right? Everyone, if you ask people what their story is, in there is some kind of suffering. And the difference I feel like in a lot of people is, do they want to stay attached to that suffering and stay in it? Or are they going to take the, and there are people who have overcome extraordinary things to be like, I refuse to get pulled into that suffering. I am better than this. There's something within me that is greater and deserves something in me to rally and to learn from this and to take it as fuel or fire to like move into something better. Mm. That almost sounds like using the experience as strengthening. It's exactly. like a tool to strengthen. Mm -hmm. And there's like a little shift or a pivot needs to happen within, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been pondering over this. I mean, you know my story. Yeah. And so I, it's not a childhood I'd ever wish upon my kids. And then I had the physical uh, mm -hmm. journey as well. And the whole insight for me was, okay, do I want to be attached to this story mm -hmm. and create this identity of Fiona who had this happen to her? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to transcend, move on, and learn from that? That's the life I don't want. And now I know what to do not to do mm -hmm. to make sure that life doesn't happen. And now I'm going to look to the future and create a completely different mm -hmm. life. And then there's this movement of something internally decides no. I don't choose that. I'm going to choose something different. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I'm stronger and now, now I can survive. Mm -hmm. And it, for me, it's like a transcending the, like you say, the little self that can now see the bigger S opportunity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And now I'm stronger. I'm a little bit bruised, a little bit dusty, but I'm going to brush it off and I'm going to create a new life. Yeah. Right. So I think that's what, you're kind of saying, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's not that you don't feel it. Yeah. It's not that it's not that it's not happening, but there's also another side inside that goes, Yeah, but I can also have something else. Yes. Right? Yeah. And just for context and for people who are watching this, Fiona was really sick. I mean, you physically were like I, I was mean, dying. Yeah, you were mm. dying. I think you were what at one point like ninety pounds or like mm. something like this. Yeah. Really, really thin. She's five nine. How tall are you? Yeah, five, five nine. nine. <laughs> so really, really thin. Couldn't get out of bed. Like really, really sick. Mm -hmm. And so, and you'd been very vital before. You were a runner, a yogi, full of life, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, nothing. And so it was a really. I remember that time, and it was a really, really hard time. So it's not like she's saying like she stubbed her toe and like overcame it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you have stubbed your toe and overcome it. <laughs> <laughs> Many times. <laughs> but what I'm saying is to give context for the choice that she had to make internally. Yeah. Right. In terms of um, what, because you were, I mean, it was, like I said, it was a serious thing. And so, um, and it, as your friend at the time, 
I watched you make that choice. Mm. You were like, because there was a moment that was pivotal. Yeah. Where you were like, mm -mm, I don't choose this. Now, part of it was that you were, at first, I it was interesting to watch because I felt like you were a little bit doing it for your kids, but then you did it for you. And then that's when it changed. I feel like, yeah. I don't know if that feels the same to you, but when I observed you, that's what it felt like. It totally was. And people, you know, close friends have asked me, and I, I can't describe it. There was just, I could use words like self-worth, um, choosing to live because I understood at that moment I could have a different life. Mm -hmm. I realized I had a choice mm -hmm. that, you know, I could choose a different way, mm -hmm. a different path, a different creation. And I didn't realize that was available. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't exactly find the moment or what it was, but something inside went, wait, what? Mm -hmm. There's another way? Yeah. And, and then... When I allowed that and surrendered and realized, okay, there's a phrase, you know, I'm scared, I can't do it. And I'll always hear this over and over again. Okay, I'm scared, but do it scared. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. So you're going to feel the fear, but still take the steps. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to have the worry, but still keep doing the steps. You know, mm -hmm. And for me, what happened was I got stronger and stronger. I could feel these muscles building inside. Mm -hmm. And I was like... Okay, this is going to hurt, but I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> right? Um, so I guess my question is, how do we help them people? Because, you know, I've been there. Mm -hmm. How do we help them people realize that they, they really do have another choice? choice? Yeah. And, you know, how, how do we make that movement from I'm broken, I need healed, I need someone to heal me, mm -hmm. because this is your guru problem, mm -hmm. right? Yep. I need fixing to, wait, no, what? I can do this? Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I honestly believe that it, it's going to sound almost small in comparison to the suffering that you've just talked about and how painful it is and how, like, disempowered you feel in that moment. You're like, I don't have the power to freaking do anything. I mean, look at me. Yeah. Right? I don't have any power to begin to raise your vibration. And I know somebody probably is getting very irritated when I've said that, mm -hmm. and I'm sorry. But honestly, when you start to do that, just by listening to the GFC meditations, something starts to change. Yeah. And it's to become, now you don't have to move to do this. You just need to listen to it and be in the frequency resonance and then have the accountability and self-awareness to confirm the removal. And as you say, it's painful, right? So when you're in it, it's just like, this isn't freaking doing anything. But weirdly, it is. And then all of a sudden, you start to feel like you're gaining momentum and you can't really describe why. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you keep doing it and you're like, I'm getting stronger, but I can't describe why. You know, even if your physical body isn't yet shifting, and then all of a sudden, something starts to happen and you're like, wait a minute, I'm able to now walk down my stairs out the door to the gate and come back. When did that happen? You know, and then it's a block and then it's two blocks and then it's to the park and then home. But it takes, um, so my response to you would be to begin simply by immersing yourself in the, in the work. Do you, I mean, there's a lot of free content that we give at Spherical Luminosity mm -hmm. and it's for you to listen to and to become aware of those frequencies so that things can start to shift in ways that you might not expect. And then as you start to strengthen internally and release some of those patterns of low self-worth, like I'm not worthy of this. I don't have the power. I don't, I don't, I don't. And you're like, wait a minute. 
I do. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but somehow I do. And then that starts to pick up speed. Mm-hmm. That's my answer to that. That's how I would suggest to begin. And I would also suggest um, that to change that creation that you know, you're currently sitting in, you can't do it with the same state of frequency that created it. Yes. So it does need a little bit of a bump. Yes. And, that, and it wasn't until you said it there, yeah, you reminded me, Yeah. you sent me that first GFC. Yeah. And I remember I'd been feeling miserable, crying all the time, you know, this is it, I'm going to die, I'm never going to see my kids grow up, I'm never going to get married. And put this GFC on for the first time ever, I laughed. And I didn't even know why I was laughing. Yeah. I was sitting in the kitchen laughing. And my husband came down the stairs, he hadn't seen me laugh in months, and he says, what are you laughing at? I said, I have no idea. But it feels good to laugh. And then I start crying. I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. Because what you're feeling is that resonance that you've forgotten in that state of, like, like I'm going to die. Like, I don't have the power to shift it. Really, that's, I feel like that's what it is, right? You're just like, I can't change it. It's like, it's like this doom, right? It's suffocating. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. just like, it's like, it's doom. It's coming. There's nothing I can do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But then when you hear that, you're like, well, wait, there is something I can do. There is part of me that remembers something that I'm greater than that. Yeah. And that, I think, was the laughing. It's the relief, the joy. They're like, oh, that's right. I'm greater than this. Uh-huh. And what happened after that, as you were saying, you know, each little step, each little step, as I decided to create a new reality and got stronger, other people started to come into my life, other solutions came into my life, my body got stronger because of it, and so it was like, oh, okay, this is a knock-on effect. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So just keep on doing it. Exactly, and what I want to say is that people are very linearly focused. So they think frequency work doesn't work if it's not a direct outcome. Like, mm-hmm. I work on you, tomorrow you're healed. Uh-huh. Okay? Mm-hmm. Frequency work doesn't work like this. Frequency work is to raise your resonance, to raise your vibration. So the the effect could be direct. Tomorrow you could be healed. It's entirely possible. And it's also very indirect because your vibration level has changed. So as you say, different people come in with different solutions, different ideas, different methods, different practitioners. All of a sudden, all these people start to come in and now things start to change because it's not necessarily a direct effect. It creates, you're now at a higher vibration vibrational level. So the reality you're creating and the reality you can access and live in shifts. So now all these people start to come in to help. It's really kind of remarkable. Oh, it's magic. For me, it's magic. And just to add into what you were saying, I wouldn't want anybody now to fix me. I'm Mm. not saying I wasn't. I mean, I I was in that place. I'll do anything. Just fix me. Mm -hmm. Like this victim of my circumstance. Mm -hmm. And I really believed it. Mm -hmm. And medical world told me it, Mm -hmm. that I was. You know, Mm -hmm. so they reinforced that belief. (laughs) Everywhere I went, reinforced that belief because I was creating that, you know, reality. And so what happened was when the shift happened and I I started to see that I was co-creating or Mm -hmm. creating a Mm -hmm. different reality, I realized I don't want anybody to fix me anymore. I like this strength. I like this power. I like this understanding that I am the co-creator of this reality that I'm existing in. And the minute somebody comes to me to try to heal me now, I'm like, hey. (laughs) Right. No, don't diminish me like that. Exactly. Thank you for saying that because there's so much in our culture and this guru mentality of being saved Mm -hmm. that 
fundamentally disempowers you. Just like you said, fundamentally. It's like you've just handed over your power to them. They're gonna save you. You are here to liberate you. Yeah. End of story. So how high you come in terms of your frequency resonance, your vibration, how glorious your life is, how, you know, what your relationships are like, all of that, you get to create it. It's yours. Yeah. So why would you give that to anybody else? Yeah. And they don't have the power to. They will tell you, a lot of them, I've watched them. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who can save you. As soon as someone says that to you, really ask yourself the question, do they really? All right, they don't have the authority. Right? So the thing is, for you to know, that's within you. It's yours. And no one can dictate someone else's awakening. They really can't. Right? This is something only you can do because you have free will. Mm -hmm. And so it's this amazing gift. And I think some people feel like it's a little lonely because, you know, I have, to, I have to do this by myself. It's a lot of work and, you know, it's a lot of time and I don't want to. It seems hard. But the thing is... It's worth it. It's worth it because the reward <laughs> is yours. Yeah. And it's for you. It's, like, it's exactly. For me. Yeah. Exactly. It's for you. And you recognize that worth that you are. It's mm -hmm. like, finally, yeah, I am worth this. I am worth the magnificence that I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's for really sure. Amazing. And I would say to people out there that, yes, it's effort. That's how you get strong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't know if it was ever meant to be easy. I don't know if everybody's awakening is different. For me, I might have made it worse than it needed to be. I don't know. You know, I came from this reality with a whole pile of cultural lineage baggage and, you know, came through this other side. Could it have been different? I don't know. But I'm, I'm not sad that it was different. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that I had that tremendous, maybe I'm just one of those thick-skulled humans that needed to have a really hammered home. I don't know. But because of it, I know now for certainty that the only person that can make me full and whole is me. Mm -hmm. And I can get supported by other people that understand that. And I know to stay away from the others that keep on wanting to either passively remind me that I'm less, mm -hmm. I'm you know, slightly diminished. Mm -hmm. I'm really acutely aware of that difference now. Mm -hmm. And the one big thing I would like to... Um, always remind somebody is you were never broken mm -hmm. or you wouldn't be here mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you're never broken so as long as you're still here there's still a chance yeah <laughs> exactly because that part of you the divine within you is still animating you mm -hmm. and it's this amazing thing that you get to embody and get to express yeah and it's funny you know um a lot of people will say will focus on, even with frequency work, like I keep having these distortions, I keep having these distortions. So they just want to clear, clear, clear. But you know, if you always focus on like that as, it can distort a little bit where you're like, oh, I'm less than, because there's always something to fix. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just want to step back from this and say, this idea that you have to be completely clear of distortion and this like, but like this interesting sort of idea of perfection. Pure. Yeah, pure, <laughs> whatever, it doesn't exist. You're human. Okay, you're supposed to be messy. You're supposed to discover things. You're supposed to stub your toe. You're supposed to have these days where your hair doesn't look good. You know what I mean? You're supposed to be messy emotionally. That is part of the learning and the amazingness of being human. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, that is, like I said, you came to experience humanness and that's okay. Yeah. Okay, so please know that, yes, you have all these layers and you don't have to clear them all, just enough. 
or just even just to know them exactly and manage them right i mm-hmm. often say that to my kids you know, there was a switch again happened having to be right to get it right do it right look right be right be perfect whatever to all the get it wrong yeah you know get it wrong and find out i mean i find that's the best way to learn mm-hmm. you know, get it wrong mess up you're human, you're always going to be messy. Yes. Right? Exactly. From minute to minute. Exactly. Embrace it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then ask the question, because sometimes making mistakes is painful, mm-hmm. which is totally human. Okay, it's painful for you to pay attention to it and be like, okay, well, well why did this happen? What is it within my field? Like, what do I need to clear? Mm-hmm. What do I need to grow from? How can I approach this differently? What can I learn? That... Making a lesson, making a mistake, like I said, are, is painful or lessons can be painful not to punish you. No. But for you to pay attention. Exactly. And be like, all right, <laughs> how can I grow from this? Yeah. Because you really have choices. It's like, do you want to be subject to the pain or do you want to use it as a tool to be like, okay, no, mm-mm, I'm, I'm not doing this again. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not doing this again and I can transcend. Yeah, yeah. Totally. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, Even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for healing versus growth. Do you need fixing? So this is a topic that can be very emotionally charged for people because it centers around physical suffering. And this um, can also be misconstrued. But what we're doing in this introductory GFC is to start to address the deeply held belief for some that we are fundamentally flawed that we are broken and need to be fixed, that somehow whatever is causing us to suffer is greater than us, rather than realizing that we can transcend and that whatever we are experiencing is really here as an opportunity for growth. Now, I myself have had my own very long healing journey And it lasted a number of years, and it was only when I pivoted to shifting to growth that it changed for me. And if I can do it, so can you. Okay, here we go. 
settling in. Becoming aware of your body, please. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of the space between your toes. Noticing how the space between your toes is not equal. The lack of pressure between the toes. Just noticing the space between the toes. And then when you're ready, becoming aware of the entire skin surface. So noticing your skin around the whole body, including places that you might not normally focus on. like the edges of your collarbones, the tips of your elbows. The space between your shoulder blades. Mm -hmm. Good. And now please become aware of your breath. Just noticing your breath at first without changing it. Notice if you have a need to change your breath. Or can you simply be aware of it as it is in this current moment? And after a couple of seconds of noticing your breath, allowing the breath to deepen, to become much more full. And then starting to imagine your breath starting to expand and contract in all directions around you like a balloon. Cultivating spherical awareness. Good. And now please become aware of your surroundings, 
noticing the soundscape around you. And as you notice all these layers and textures of sound, noticing the sound and the relative direction from which it comes. So for example, noticing the rustling of the trees outside the window, just to your right, pretty close to you. The hum of the fan above your head. The sound of the cars in the distance to your front left, much further away. So whatever it is for you, noticing the soundscape, especially the sounds that are repetitive, that we consider just to be white noise. Good. And now, please blink your eyes open, noticing the quality of the light. You're not looking at any object in particular. You're simply noticing the quality of the light, which changes all the time, depending on the time of day, the weather, time of year. And after a few seconds of noticing the quality of the light, please keep your eyes open and triangulate. So for those of you who are new, triangulating simply means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. And to notice the distance between each object in you and then feel that distance. So for example, if object A is the nightstand, you'd notice that the nightstand is about six and a half feet to you. And then you would feel that distance. And then you would do the same thing for objects B and C. And you'll find that as you do this, your sense of where you are in space becomes more focused, more precise, more present for you. Good. And whenever you have completed triangulation, simply bringing, blinking your eyes closed and bringing your attention to your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum or your breastbone, that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. But just bringing your attention there.
Good. Let's go ahead and take a big breath together. Inhaling, holding your breath for a count of five. And after the five count, releasing your breath at the speed and intensity you prefer, holding your breath out for a count of six. Noticing if it's harder for you to hold on the in-breath or uncomfortable for you to hold the out-breath out. Just noticing. And after that one single long deep breath, breathing normally, keeping your attention in the solar plexus, perhaps bringing a hand or some fingers to the spot, to help keep your attention here. Noticing the warmth of skin touching skin. And what we're doing is we're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. If we don't wait for this to happen, then the mastermind doesn't have the same efficiency, momentum, or um, acceleration for each of its members. So it's an important thing to do. And for those of you who are new, please note that I work uh, with you on the group and the subgroup level. That I sometimes work in silence And that happens if the frequencies that we're working with are very high and if the mastermind is moving fast enough to be able to access those frequencies and um, integrate them. Also, I do make sound, so you may hear me yawn, hum, or exhale sharply. That's how I release some of the heavier, stickier distortion patterns. Not always, but often. And if I say something that really resonates with you, it's likely yours. And if I say something that you resist and that it couldn't possibly be you, it's likely yours, meaning it's a distortion pattern that you're running. So I recommend being open and curious and to explore further. Mm -hmm. So now bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest, in your nipple line. The mastermind has now coalesced and become coherent. So let's ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? 
And that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this vast space, imagining a brilliance at its very core, And as you imagine, feel, sense, or are aware of this brilliance, it starts to grow and get brighter because you have your attention on it. And as it continues to expand outwards in all directions, it radiates out through all of your cells through your organs, through your bone structure, out through your muscles and your flesh. And out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Noticing the brilliance within the sphere. And now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you notice this infinite space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance or vibration level higher, irrespective of where it began. This is one of the most important things we do together because how high your vibration is dictates everything from how your life looks, how you feel about it, how much abundance and opportunity you get to experience, and how much change you can sustain. So this is one of the most important things we do together. So bringing your attention now, please, to 
a triangle in the center of your body. The apex of the triangle is right in your xiphoid process, which is right beneath that breastbone or the sternum. So if you follow the um, sternum all the way down from the hole of the throat to the base, from the base where it's bony, into the fleshy point just beneath, it's a little tender when you press on it. That is your xiphoid process. So the apex of the triangle or the top of the triangle is right there. And then if you follow the ridge line of your ribs, both left and right, down beneath the xiphoid process by about um, three inches to seven centimeters, or seven centimeters, I should say, that will form a little triangle right in the center of your body. If you can imagine that triangle there. Okay. So this is a really strong belief, okay? For some of you, there are many layers of this. And we're peeling off the heaviest and topmost layer, okay? It is through your lineage, your cultures, and through your religions that there is something fundamentally wrong with you. So. We're going to release this layer. And of course, this is a really deep distortion. So if you want to go deeper on this, you would um, investigate relationship with a one. So, which is a program. But for now, Releasing this top level. Good. And noticing where your attention is. Is it still in the triangle in the center of your body? Or has it wandered? If it's wandered, Gently bring it back. There we go. Keeping your attention in that triangle and in the lower part of your spine, from your waist to your tailbone. This is the distortion of disempowerment and for a small subgroup victim. Okay. So this is a very common distortion 
for those who are suffering physically or emotionally a lot. Because it feels like it will never end and we can't get out. And there's nothing we can do to stop it. Okay. And that there's no aspect of us that's greater than what we're suffering from. So. Softening into these two spaces. Or, if you prefer, melt into, drop into, fly into these spaces. Whatever works best for you. And by that, I imagine, I mean imagine doing those things. Yeah, bringing your attention to the back of the spine along the neck and right at the tip of the tailbone. I'm going to address the next distortion that's sort of wrapped in right behind this. Which is going to sound odd potentially, but it's our attachment, our identity around whatever is plaguing us. And I'm not suggesting you want it. However, it is something that a lot of your identity is wrapped around, resolving. For some of you, you spend a large amount of energy, resources, time, focus, trying to get away from whatever's causing you to suffer, which is totally understandable. And as a result, it becomes part of your identity. And even though you don't want it, you attach to it because you know it. Humans are funny. We attach to things even that don't serve us, and we know they don't serve us, even if we don't want them anymore. So let's release the attachment. And the identity piece. For some of you, you wouldn't know who you are without whatever is causing you to suffer. Good. Imagining a brilliance from deep within, the same brilliance we imagined a little while ago, starting to get brighter and radiating out in all directions around you.
Awesome. Bringing your attention now, please, to that xiphoid process. Right underneath that breastbone or that sternum. And straight down, vertically, towards the belly button by about three inches or seven centimeters. Keeping your attention in this spot. And clearing out your pain body. Because your pain body has a memory of who you were before the frequency work was done. And that makes integration harder because you keep slamming up against the memory of who you were. So this just takes a couple of seconds to release and clear out. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you'd like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.